Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and my website, journeyofpossibilities.com. Every week, right here, we have what I think are some of the most interesting conversations on the planet about holistic, spiritual living. Both the show and website are made possible each week by Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance. Mario, you've got all these great solutions. Tell us about one of them. Well, Cheryl, how I can help your listeners is, have you ever had a computer crash on you and then... How about recovering all those emails? Or you get a new phone and you're struggling to get all the configuration set up for all that to get all your emails, your calendars, and your contacts, or maybe you lost your contacts. I have a solution where it synchronizes your computer, your phone, your new phone, your tablet, or anything out there. And remember those viruses that sometimes come through your email? But that's the other part that this system protects you from. It scans the email even before it gets to you. And also in case if you're, for whatever reason, you get one of those viruses that sends out emails, this system even scans the outgoing emails. There's a lot of stuff in this one solution and it's only $15 a month. Go ahead and go to techlifebalance.net or mariorosales.net and find out more information on the email service. I hope you'll join us from anywhere in the world for our fourth Sunday Conscious Couples Conversations. We're kicking it off this weekend, and then it's the fourth Sunday of every month from 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time on Zoom. Details are on the event page at my website, journeyofpossibilities.com. And now for today's show. Dr. Jean Logan is an ordained minister with a doctorate in nutritional healing and knowledge of many styles of energy work and energy healing. After 12 years as a conscious channel of light, she receives symbols and codes that can transform health, life, and well-being. She's published these glyphs in four books now in 90 countries, and all the profits go to providing services for indigenous children. I've actually read Unlocking the Power of Glyphs, and I've got her other publication titles on this show's description as well. You can find her online at drjeanlogan.com. Welcome, Dr. Logan. Oh, hello, Cheryl. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I really loved reading your book. But before we kind of jump into the meat of that, can you tell me a little bit? I noticed on the back of the book, you have all kinds of modalities that you're certified in. So you've got a lot of tools in your toolbox, so to speak, for holistic healing. And of course, your ed- education background was in nutritional healing. How did you come into being such a conscious channel for all these forms of healing? Did you grow up in a holistic home? Oh, I have, no, I not whatsoever. <laughs> I was um, uh, dragged, kicking and screaming to a Catholic church. Every weekend, oh, uh, racist a Catholic. I did not see spirits, hear spirits, or anything else. I just was a, a timid little girl, and I really didn't come into my awakening. I, I think in the early 1990s, my husband then, had, we joined a spiritual Japanese healing group, and that was our first introduction even to reincarnation. And I knew nothing about energy healing, absolutely nothing. It, I never heard of Reiki. I mean, that was totally uh, unknown to me. And so we joined this group that used a form of uh, Reiki-like energy or pranic healing-like energy. Uh, and we were in that for three years. And it was, a, it was an interesting thing. It was someplace we needed to be at the time to learn something about. Uh, I never uh, believed in reincarnation before then. And they taught uh, a little bit about that, and it made sense to me. And so that was kind of the beginning of the awakening. And then I didn't, uh, I was always a seeker. 
I just knew I was here for a purpose. I was a seeker. And I remember one time I was driving to work. It was still dark outside. It was down in Atlanta. And I thought, God, I know I've got a reason to be here, uh, but I just don't know what it is. And I looked up and I saw a shooting star. And I thought, oh, well, I guess there I do have a reason. <laughs> I didn't know what that <laughs> meant, but I knew it was a sign. <laughs> you do pranic healing. You do Reiki. You, you've learned NLP. And you've got a lot of modalities under your belt. So apparently you really enjoyed all of the things that you were experiencing. Well, the when we what we learned in this Japanese healing group was very much like pranic healing. And when we decided we needed to say sayonara, sayonara to their Japanese leader, we uh, it left a void. And so uh, we went into pranic healing, and that was very similar, even more powerful. And I just learned a lot of Reiki and so forth, but. I never really was into hands-on healing. I don't have a lot of patience. And sitting there, putting my hands on someone and moving them around, uh, I was impatient with. And, uh, but it was, a, it was a good background. It was a good education. Probably a great precursor for what you've done because moving now into the book that I read of yours, the glyphs are, are powerful, and because you had that background, you were able to take the reader and give them a little bit of insight into energy work before they even start to work with the glyphs, which is very helpful. How did you start to channel these symbols? I, you mentioned in the book that glyphs had always kind of resonated for you. How did you become aware of them? I didn't really. I, I would, For some reason, I would look up the word uh, healing glyph on the Internet, and I didn't really find much. Mayan glyphs, but they didn't seem to do anything. And I don't know why that was, but apparently it was really in my mind long before that because I have some old clothes that I bought years ago, and they have glyphs on them. (laughs) So (laughs) apparently they were at the back of my mind. But I was meditating one day, and I saw like it was writing on a blackboard, script writing on a blackboard, and I I felt like this was telling me to try guided writing. And so I did. I took a notebook and went out on the deck, and I tried emptying my mind. And, uh, of course, you know how, oh, how that's real easy, you know, <laughs> emptying your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started writing what came into my mind, which was just gibberish for a while. But then after a while, all of a sudden it started making sense, and I started getting something. And that was the beginning of my guided writing, but I worked at it. Everything that you want to learn, you have to practice. So every day I would do some guided writing. And, of course, I would ask for uh, beings of light to to guide me. And uh, that went on for a while until I got quite, quite good at it. And then one day I was standing in the kitchen and I thought, I wonder if God would talk to me. And I heard very clearly, well, yes, I'll talk to you. And so I grabbed my notebook and I ran in the bedroom and I I got a very, very one-page note that was profound and yet very short, like you and I are one, we are one with all things. And it just went on, it was just one page. But uh, since that time, as I got into the glyphs, I get a lot of my uh, direction from source energy on what to put in the glyphs and I'm given often the picture of what the glyph should be. But I, that glyph didn't come till later, a little bit later on. 
How did you come to trust the information that you were getting? I get that question a lot too from clients and colleagues and, you know, is it my head? Am I making this up? Is it my guides? Was it through the writing? We we get that often, but uh, I can remember one time when I was sleeping, I, all of a sudden I heard very clearly and loudly trust. And I thought, what? (laughs) What? Trust? (laughs) But you don't really, you have to just decide is, first of all, is it love? And is it, is there, I would get, um, I would get words that were not used in my vocabulary. And there was, I can even remember going to the dictionary and I thought, what does that word mean? You know, if I'm looking up a word that I'm not sure what it means, it's not coming from me. Right. And oftentimes I would get things that I didn't really want to get. I know one time my husband and I were having some difficulty. And I asked in a reading, I said, what can I do about my husband? What can I, you know, and I got the answer was, the problem is not with your husband, it is with you. <laughs> now you can be sure I didn't make that up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I, when I was started with the glyphs, um, uh, and it, it, a, a glyph was sent to me in, uh, on an email, and it said that this glyph would remove parasites that hold fear in our bodies. And, uh, and it, we not, and so I, um, would use this, I, there was a picture, and it was a like a centipede with a little squiggly line around it, and it said, use with integrity, and so I printed out the whole page, and I cut out the glyph, which ended up being about two, two inches high, and I thought, what do I do with it? And I must have been guided to put it against my solar plexus, and I immediately felt a tremendous commotion going on over in my liver, and I thought, what in heaven's name is this? And if any women out there who ever had a baby kicking inside, that's how it felt. Uh, and so after a while it stopped, and I thought, well, whatever it was, I think I had it, and I think it's gone. And so I asked my guides, whoever could give that power to a drawing on a piece of paper, I can do that. And anyway, because God has given us all power. Right. And so they told me how to go about what to do to get one uh, to create a glyph. And so after a couple of false starts, I received a call from a friend who had broken a glass bowl and a piece went deep in her foot and she got the glass out, but it was two weeks later and it was very badly infected. And she said, what can I use? I don't want to take an antibiotic. And she said, it's just, she described it and I won't describe that for you how bad it was. I I think if she hadn't done something, she would have had gangrene. But I said, Kathy, would you be willing to do a little experiment? I want to create a glyph and send it to you to kill the bacteria. And she said, okay. So I sent it to her as an email. I sent her two, one to kill the bacteria and one to speed the healing. And the next morning she said, wow. She said, I think this glyph is working. She said, the pain is gone. The swelling is gone. The redness is gone. And it was on its way to healing. And that was the beginning of the first successful one I, I had. That's pretty fabulous. It, yeah, it, it was. And so then my, I, one of my big problems throughout my life is fear. I was a very fearful person. Fear just controlled my life. And so I wrote a glyph. I realized the reason I couldn't, my other glyphs wouldn't work, like I tried to make one for joy and and the reason that we can't do that is because we're holding so much negative emotions in our, in, within us. And so the first glyph I created after that was to remove fear. And when I put that glyph on my solar plexus, 
I could feel stuff literally coming out of my breasts and my arms, and it was just amazing. And I thought, wow, this is really going going somewhere. And I made one to remove anger, to remove sadness, to remove guilt and and uh, humil- humiliation, embarrassment, and and heartache, and just kept on. I just kept going, and I did not intend to write a book. <laughs> I never intended to write a book. I was doing this only for myself because I was a mess. I mean, I was a real basket case. And so that just, uh, I started feeling better and better about myself instead of that I had serious depression. And instead of the serious depression, I really felt, I was starting to really feel good. And then one day I had a friend over who was kind of psychic. She says, Gene, I'm getting that you should write a book. And I thought, no, we don't want to do it. No, no, we don't want And I had two people tell me that. And so finally my guides were kicking me in the butt and they said, you need to get busy and put this in a book so other people can, can start healing. And by that time, I think the love was coming in. I was at the time I wasn't able to love myself before that, but I just was worried about helping myself. But now I became more aware of the need to help others. And so I started on the book. It took me three years to get it, the first one out. But And that was it, unlocking the power of glyphs? Right, right. I just want to describe what, to listeners who haven't seen this book why it might take three years besides the creating it. it it's, you have done a beautiful job putting this book together. It, there's the introduction and then there's each glyph with the description about it, how to use it, some of the things it can treat. Then you've got the images of the glyphs that we can cut out and apply and how to use those. You've got dousing charts in here on how to douse for which glyphs and how many. And, you know, the better we can be with the dousing questions, the more information we can get around that. This is quite a a do-it-yourself healing book that you've explained to be how we can heal ourselves and that you help us, you help us guide our prayerful healing of ourselves. And I love the way you put that, that we're doing this to heal ourselves. Right. It's really a self-help book. Yes. But it, it's so, and it was so powerful. I just couldn't believe myself at times that, you know, you could have a, a little drawing on a piece of paper that would kill bacteria. Yeah. And there's one that kills parasites. If you had uh, uh, parasites in your liver, you could just put a strip of these glyphs across your liver and uh, it would kill any parasites in your liver. And in the book, each glyph has one header page with a, with a large picture and explanation. And then there's a patch page, which is 16 glyphs. And that can be used in different ways. You can take half the page, which is about the size of your foot, and put them under your feet at night. And that's powerful. <laughs> I wouldn't try that at the beginning, but that's pretty powerful. You could put uh, four of them of the two detoxification glyphs and put them uh, with a strip of medical tape is what I use and put them under the ribcage on the right side to detoxify your liver. And you could do the same on the left to detoxify your spleen. And so that there's a multitude of uses and uh, that's all in the first book the detoxification and the um, the one to kill bacteria and viruses. And it works with any, I mean, I have not had a cold or a flu in over 15 years. That's I have not had, 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 had no problems at all. 
And if I felt even felt a little tickle in my throat, I could put this glyph to kill a virus on my throat. But I don't really even have that anymore. I've kind of moved beyond getting sick. And if anybody said there's no cure for the common cold, they are wrong. <laughs> they are absolutely wrong. This glyph can definitely handle a common cold. Now, if you've got one for a few days and it's in your head, in your chest, you can use a variety of glyphs, but it will knock it out. We can't put things in with glyphs. They all remove and clear things. Can you revisit why that is? No, they're putting in light. Okay. They're putting in the light. Let, let me, I, I didn't even know this until, hey, I've been doing this for 10 years, and I was told just uh, a couple of weeks ago that I was told to that I need to understand the electrical energies of the glyphs. And so what I was told was, and I'm going to quote this, the glyphs work through impulses that are electrical charges. These come from an outside source. The source is the central sun. The central sun receives the directive from the glyph, which in turn activates a pulsation. This pulsation is emitted on a regular basis as long as the glyph exists. And I was told that to recommend that people destroy the glyphs when they're finished with them because it deactivates impulses. And I was trying to understand what this central sun is. Have you ever heard that expression before? I have. And what I'm getting is that these glyphs are almost like uh, a translator, that they take this energetic pulse and they they translate it into the specific language that our body needs to hear to clear the the misalignment that's going on within us is that kind of what you're saying um well all i know is it's just called it electrical impulses <laughs> and of course each glyph has a programming statement that tells it exactly what to do yeah the power of intention so those impulses but it would ha- what i always felt before is was well, something is coming out and god's light is coming in Yes. That's what I, that sounds like an oversimplification, but to me, that's what, what, what is happening. I believe it is that simple. I believe you're absolutely, it is that simple. We, we want to complicate it, but it really is that simple. (laughs) And I want to tell you how amazing it is. There was uh, this one occasion we had a adopted a, a dog from the Humane Society and she was about a little, a 30-pound bundle of mischief, a part Sharpay and whatever else that was in there. And she was a sweetheart, but she would get car sick every time we would try to take her out. She would get car sick. And so I tried creating a couple glyphs on my own, uh, one to emulate the frequency of drama mine, which would work as long as I was holding her, but as soon as I'd put her back with the other dog, uh, she would get sick again. And so I asked in a reading, I said, what is the problem with this dog? How can I help her? And I was told that she had uh, a brain damage from starvation and dehydration as a puppy. But I could heal that with this with the glyph. And so I created one. I was told what part of the brain needed to be worked on, and I wrote that into the glyph. And we put that, now you could use a surrogate with it, Sometimes I use a teddy bear, but with her, I just put it right on the top of her crown chakra. And the book has pictures of where the crown, where the chakras are for the animals. And she kind of rolled her eyes. She could feel it doing something, but she didn't complain. And I put it on at night and she slept with it for two weeks every night. 
And then after two weeks, she was about 90% better, and we did it another two weeks, and she never got car sick again. That's just amazing. But what this tells us is that we can heal the damaged brain without cutting people's heads open. You realize how amazing that is? Yeah, I do. I just had this one with a few months ago about a a woman who contacted me for a consultation. She had a two-year-old dog. It was a pit bull um, pit bull, bull dog mix, and it was getting seizures. And she, they went through a terrible heartache and the expense taking it to the vet. When she took it to the vet, she said it had three seizures in the vet's office. And so I told her what glyphs to use. And when she started, she had to use a surrogate because he was so, uh, he had tremors and she couldn't get him to lay still use the glyphs. But she used it on a surrogate, a teddy bear. And he never had seizures. She called me two months later, and the seizures had stopped. And not only that, the tremors had stopped. And she said she realized she was sleeping better because before she would get up and massage him when he was having problems at night. And now he slept real well, and the seizures had stopped. Now, seizures are almost epidemic right now. Animals are having them. People are and the vaccinations are causing them and and war injuries, and you name it, but there's so many people having seizures and babies having seizures. Just pitiful. I mean, just pitiful when you see pictures of babies having seizures, and that can be resolved. That's just amazing. Without medication. It seems like you kind of have to have some idea of, for example, like there's, there's some for guilt and shame, there's antibacterial, there's emotional things, there's physical things, there's glyphs to clear all these different things. Wouldn't you have to have some idea of the initial cause for it for example if an animal overeats wouldn't you need to know like the driving force for why the the animal's overeating to clear that with glyphs or how do you recommend someone does that kind of work contacting you or uh well overeating well with people i have people contact me and they say do you have a glyph uh for people who have a weight problem and this is an emotional problem and there are there's all these glyphs to heal the emotions And the more you remove, you keep using them over and over again. It will not happen overnight. You feel a little bit better all the time. And as you slowly get some of these layers of sadness and heartache gone, and, I mean, we've had hundreds of past lives that we're carrying stuff from, and not just our life. But if you can remove those layers, you learn to love yourself. And when you love yourself, you take care of your body. You no longer need to satisfy this need for love by eating. Sometimes we have in our society that food is love. And we, we feel good when we're fi- eating, when we're filling ourselves, we feel good. And then when it wears off, well, the good feeling has gone and we need to eat again. And especially we eat something sweet or something starchy, that um, uh, what we call comfort food. And so that's really with the animal, I don't know what to tell you about from there, because if a, a puppy was starving when they're young, would they overeat? Uh, I, can't, I can't say. Some dogs will overeat, but you, when, the, when you're the owner, you have to be in charge of that. But uh, that's very true. But sometimes uh, the person who lets their dog overeat, they have a problem. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, often the pets are just mimicking what they see going on in the home. So that healing the emotion of the owner would probably then also help the pet, I would think. Right. I have a woman I'm working with in Australia right now, and her dog has cancer. And um, she, on, what she believes now is that the dog accepted this for her, that he took that instead of her. Yes, I've heard that. She, right, and um, she may be right. Sometimes we understand a lot of things on our own. We don't have to have somebody tell us that, but that's what she figured out. But I'm, I have, I quite feel very confident we can resolve it. There is a glyph to resolve. The first book is a lot mostly of emotional issues and um, detox and bacteria, but the second book we get into more of the physical things. And I do have a glyph for malignancy. But other than that, they are for parts of the body. Every organ and gland, there is a glyph to heal uh, every organ and gland to do heal muscle problems. Uh, there's about 34 glyphs. There's 30 glyphs in the first book. There's 34 in the second book. So if you go to the physical, because many of us might just know that, you know, I have a backache or I have trouble with this part or that part of my body, it'd be really easy to go to the physical one and heal that. Is that also going to include the emotional root cause or do we need to get to that emotional piece on our own as well? We need to work on the emotional thing. Right. A lot of people, they are looking for that silver bullet uh, (laughs) and, uh, and they want, they'll write me and they say, oh, a woman wrote and said, do you have a glyph for hammer toes? Well, all of any problem with your feet is an emotional. Any problem with any part of you, exactly. excuse me, is emotional. So uh, I, I, try, I tell these people, you need to start with the emotional healing glyphs first. That's not to say you can't go ahead and use the one for another part of the body at the same time. Let's suppose you have a heart problem. And then you would, might want to use what the emotional one and then put one on the back of your heart. This will do amazing things to heal the damaged heart. Absolutely amazing. I had a real serious heart problem myself uh, to so much to the point where uh, I, I've had people that um, psychic people say, you know, you have a problem with your heart. And I, I kind of wanted to ignore that. I didn't want to believe it, but I knew I was getting chest pains and stuff all the time. But then uh, I, somebody invited me to go to a sweat lodge, and my guide said, do not go. Your heart cannot stand it. And I thought, oh, my God. I mean, uh, I can't go to a sweat lodge? I mean, wow. that's, uh, I realized I was in some serious trouble. So I created that glyph to help me. I created it to heal my own heart. And so then I started using it. I never had any chest pains after that. And then uh, I had some tests run, and uh, a valve problem I had was gone. And so that was just a, a real reinforcement. But there was a doctor in Vermont who called me, and he said, can I get you to add something to your heart glyph? And I said, well, yes, tell me what you wanted to say or what to do. Because I can change the glyphs, even though the books are out there, and then all of the glyphs that the books out there will automatically be upgraded at that time. But he's wanted me to add a line to correct the beat of the heart, so that if there's an irregular heartbeat, or it, that it would help or strengthen the heartbeat. And what? So I put it in there, 
And within a few weeks after that, a woman contacted me. She said she was taking care of her 89-year-old father. And they told the doctors told them they wanted to put a pacemaker in, which I think is insane to put a pacemaker. To, that's a ter- that's a really rough operation for an 89-year-old man, but that wasn't not my business. But then she put the heart and the lung glyph on his heart, and two weeks later, they checked him again, and they said he didn't need the pacemaker. That's fantastic. But you've yes, got so many fantastic stories. I mean, saving stories. an old person. I used to tell people, this is not for your grandfather. You know, this is for you. But everybody was using them on their parents and their grandparents, and they were getting good results. And I thought, well, I was wrong. I guess they can use, <laughs> them on who, use them on whoever you want to use them on. And, of course, the animals work so well. People sometimes say, do you have to believe in them to, for, the, to, for them to work? And I said, well, they work great on animals, and they don't believe in anything. I mean, they are. But the thing is, they do not doubt. They are not skeptics. They're not wondering how long it's going to take. They're, they just are. They just are. There's no judgment there. And when people get the glyphs, uh, immediately there's some sort of judgment. You open the book, and you think, well, what silliness is this? Or other people say, wow, I know this is going to work. I can feel the energy. And that makes all the difference in the world, because if there's any skepticism or doubt or judgment, that puts out energy. There's an energy field, and that can interfere with the best results. How can you clear that if you want to work with the glyphs, but you're just not sure that this is something that can actually work for you? If you just have that nagging doubt or skepticism, is there a way to clear that? Is there a glyph to clear that? (laughs) Uh, well, what I tell people, I say, think like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it. Just don't think about it. But I had one incident recently where a woman's uh, dog was bit by a um, copperhead snake. And, and two, I had two people that knew that, that, that this happened to. And the one grabbed her dog and took it to the vet. And the other one used the glyph she gave it a benadryl she said it swelled up so bad its throat that it that she was afraid it couldn't breathe and it because dogs they stick their nose at everything yes. and that's how they get snake bite uh, they got to smell everything <laughs> and it must it bit it in the neck oh. and uh, so she gave it a benadryl it put that glyph on it and when the benadryl wore off the swelling was still gone Wow. So she saved herself. Think what she saved herself in vet. Yeah. Oh, I mean, have you gone to a vet lately? Exactly. (laughs) Well, Dr. Logan, I want to actually also have time to talk to you and ask you about the Holy Ground Farm. All the proceeds from your books and your cards go to support this organization. Can you tell us about the work that you're doing with that? Right. We're helping out an orphanage with 16 children over in Nepal. And we also are, we've been funding some remote schools. There's no free education over there. It's a really pitiful situation. If you've got money, you can send your kids to school. If you're poor, there's no school. That's it. And if you live in a remote village, forget it. You're not good. There's no teacher. There's no school. And so what we did was we um, were funding uh, teachers for six remote villages, and we also feed them something at lunchtime. So we also have 58 acres of donated land here in uh, western North Carolina that 
in my vision, I see a center for for helping children or for for a school for children. That would be wonderful. That's it's such beautiful work that you're doing. And you mentioned North Carolina. You guys just had a, a big storm. How are you? Did you make out okay through that? Yeah, we're in the western part. It hit the coast really bad, really bad. Oh my God, yeah. it, it's just heartbreaking uh, uh, the way it, it just destroyed things. By the time it got here. We had rain all day, but it was odd because there really wasn't any wind. I mean, it had blown itself out. We it must have gone off in a different direction because when we we just had the one day of rain, so we lucked out. We really were. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes, and we've definitely kept our thoughts and prayers on everybody out there that suffered through that storm. And it's kind of been interesting connecting with you because I wondered with the storm and then not, uh, six months ago when we were initially supposed to connect was when I flooded my house. So I'm glad we finally had a chance to have you on the show to talk about the work that you're doing with these glyphs. And I know that these are all over the world. So do you get stories from all over the world about how people are using the glyphs for healing? And what are some of the ones that stand out the most for you? Oh, of course, they, but the animal ones stand out the most, but there's just as many great people ones. But <laughs> it's amazing how uh, the emotional healing glyphs can make a difference in, in animals' lives. Uh, with cats, this one woman had a, that what we'll call a resident cat, and then she got a new kitten. And, of course, a resident cat really hated the new kitten. It would spit at it. It would snarl at it. It would chase it. And the poor kitten was hiding under the bed. So she took a couple of the glyphs, and I'm assuming she used the one for resentment and fear because the new cat um, is definitely in fear, and the old cat also has fear of being replaced and resentment. And she put those on, and sometimes you just have to put them in their bed, whatever, do the best you can, or a surrogate. And uh, then she put on, there's one for love, and within three days, they were the best of buddies. That is and so that's incredible. For cats. <laughs> yes, it is. And I love the surrogate thing because, yes, I've always had cats and try and stick something on a cat. And the first thing it's going to do is get it off. So it's nice to know that you can use a surrogate. And do you just then use the charts to figure out where the chakras are for that on the surrogate or the closest guess? Or how does that work? Uh, on a, uh, yeah, the surrogate, you just take a close get. If you're putting, if they're short-haired, you can put them on the dog. And uh, on a dog, you can run your hand down their back, and you will feel heat where the chakra is. So you'll feel the back of the heart chakra or the solar plexus. And if the dog, like this one dog that we're working on now, it has the lungs are real bad. It has a cough all the time. And this is great if, you, if your dog ever got kennel cough. Uh, you could put that glyph for the lungs on the back of the uh, heart chakra and heal the lungs. And you could also with people like one woman uh, who had emphysema, she tried to, she was been smoking for 40 years and she had severe emphysema and she tried to when immediately got the books and cut out five of the glyphs and put them on the solar plexus. And uh, for her, it was too intense. It was so intense. You have to go easy. When you're trying to heal something, putting on five all the time, right at one time, I tell people just at one or two at a time to start out with until you get used to them because they, they can, they'll knock your socks off if you try to overdo it. 
I, I know the one with my husband. In the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I was putting them all over him. <laughs> and uh, the one night he went to a movie, and when he got home, he said he wasn't sure he could get out of the car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I've learned since then to tell people to just start with one or two at a time. And I wouldn't take a, put a whole bunch on. With, with an animal, they're not going to drive the next day, so it's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> but, yeah, because this one, this one dog in Australia, we've got about four on right now. Oh. And I had my neighbor's dog, who was a 15-year-old chihuahua. And it was, couldn't eat, it couldn't even drink water, and it was really deathly ill. And they took it to the vet. And he said it had uh, canker sores in the throat, and it also had uh, kidney failure. And he said the best thing to do is put the dog to sleep. And they wouldn't do it. They didn't want to give up on their dog. And so they called me for help. And I put canker sores are viral. So I put the viral glyph on a teddy bear on the throat, and then I put on a, a glyph to speed up healing. Then I put a glyph on the solar plexus for the pancreas and for the uh, liver. And I put a glyph on for the kidneys and a detoxification on the one on the kidneys. The next day it was drink, able to drink water. They had to give it a, a IV before because it was so dehydrated. And they, it was able to drink water, and the day after, it was eating again. And a week later, they brought the dog over to show me how well he was. And when they took it to the vet again, he was, and I'm quoting the word, astounded. He said, I am astounded. He said the tissue in the throat was all new tissue. Wow. So that's, that, that just uh, it was amazing. I, I mean, even after all this time, I am amazed. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Uh, it, it's just really, it was just amazed me. Yeah. I mean, you do. That's the, the amazing thing about this is you publish these glyphs and then you get to sit back and hear these beautiful stories about how the impact they're having. And it sounds like from your own story, like you could actually say that this work with glyphs saved your life if your heart was in that condition and it's healed so much. Oh. So that's incredible. Oh, absolutely. My husband had glaucoma and cataracts and we healed that with, with the glyphs. And he just wrote me, we're, we're divorced now. But he wrote me a few months ago, and he said, I want to tell you, after 10 years, the, the, the um, glaucoma, the pre his pressure is still normal with no medication. Wow. So that's, that's amazing, because they tell you at the, the medical establishment would tell you there is no cure for it. And they do do surgery sometimes for, for glaucoma, but I don't know if that's a permanent solution. Is there any limit to what these glyphs can do, or is it just what we'll allow them to do for us? Uh, if you're wide open, they will do amazing things, absolutely amazing things. Uh, one of the things I'm working on now, and I've got some of them in the third book, is I feel we can do things more like um, I had worked with one gardener where I created a glyph that would repel some type of insect that was eating up his garden. And we put them in glass jars out in the garden, and it worked. Wow. It really worked. <laughs> And so I'm working on that. What I feel we need to work toward is we need to get rid of the chemicals. Yes. We have to stop poisoning our earth with the chemicals. Yes. 
And so I'm working on that right now. I'm working on other ones as well, some that just would blow your mind. I'm not even going to try to describe. I'm working on my fourth book now. But they, they always amaze me. They always amaze me. Wouldn't Absolutely. it be nice and if we could infuse the seeds with the energy that they need so that they wouldn't be appetizing to the insects that we spend so much time trying to control? I'll say that again. If we infuse the seeds of the plants before we plant them with the frequencies that would repel the insects that we spend so much time on chemicals trying to repel from our food. Sounds like GMO. <laughs> well, no, I mean... Uh, that's a thought. That's another thought. I'm thinking more of putting out a frequency that will repel the, the insect. But maybe if the, you put out a frequency that would make the insect not want the plant. Yeah, either way. That's uh, what I meant. right now of trying to work on apple trees to put something out so that we could put on the, uh, hang on the tree. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a paper clip, but maybe some type of a uh, design, and it would repel what keeps, what would contaminate the apples so that we don't have to spray all these things with poisons on uh, peaches and apples and other trees uh, there's there's no uh, end to the ideas but it's just um and and it's just me doing this so i uh, i keep hoping somebody comes in my life and said oh i'd like to work with you on this <laughs> <laughs> well i'm because sure they a, will a big then. job it is a big job but you know i mean you're on you're on to a great start and Above all things, you show us what we're capable of doing. We can we can channel glyphs. We can do this work, too. You don't have to do it all by yourself. So uh, reminding us that we're powerful beings that can heal ourselves and get the messages we need and the symbols that we need and help you in that way so that we can all become more self-sufficient, too, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just love the work that you're doing. It's beautiful. You have such a heart for helping us heal from the inside out and and transcend whatever we're struggling with you know I was reading this morning because I have something going on with my back and I was thinking about the glyphs and how I can work with my back and I was reading it's like a multi-billion dollar industry now to just back pain that eight out of every 10 Americans have back pain well it's, now that's emotional now yes it all uh, is have you ever body, heard of Louise right? Hayes book heal your body yes right well, she kind of goes into that, and that's interesting, different parts of your back where, where she said different causes. But they, there's also ones to help with the back problem, but also the, the, with the emotional at the same time. So I encourage even people to get that little book. It's good to know that, where parts of your body are being affected by your emotions. It, it may not be, it might not be right on every time, but it gives you the idea that, there's something emotional that's going on that needs to be worked on. Absolutely. And I, the point I was getting to is that they can work with your glyphs and they can learn about the parts of their body and the emotions that we carry right. there. And it's so much and cheaper than going in. Work, the glyphs work with anything. If people are taking prescription drugs, the glyphs will not affect them. And I, I, I'm, I'm not, not crazy about prescription drugs. I have never, I haven't had one for over 40 years but um, if you want to take something else, the glyphs will not interfere with it. And I even there's nothing wrong with the rescue remedy or, or something else. Like the woman gave her dog a Benadryl when it got the snake bite. Well, it sounds like a good idea to me, you know. 
Right. Although I would think if you're doing it for something like blood pressure and you're on a prescription that you need to pay attention because your dosage may need to change as you heal what's driving right. that There's condition. There's a thing about, I get often get, uh, well, it's our glyph for blood pressure. The basis of blood pressure, the reason is deep-seated emotions. Yes. People ask me all the time what to do for it, and you need to work with the emotions. And oftentimes the emotions are anger. And often when I say that to myself, to someone, they said, I know what it is. It's my father. <laughs> so they'll immediately see that, what the situation is. And it's amazing. That can change, make a big change. Yes. Thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today. It's been really interesting. You obviously know your stuff and you've brought up so many interesting ways that we can consider working with these and finding some healing for ourselves from the inside out, which is what I'm all about. So I right. love the work that you're doing. I look forward to your next book and I've got all the book titles on the description and your website again is drgenelogan.com where they can find out more. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for having me here. I've really enjoyed this. Me too. I like to ask at the end of my show if you have a parting thought you'd like to leave our listeners with today. I want to tell people to believe in their, their power. We all have the power of God. We all have a divine purpose. And just ask to be guided on what you need to do to move forward into your purpose, and it will come to you. Excellent strategy. Thank you so much, Dr. Logan. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. And thank you for joining us on the show today. I'd like to know what you think. Be sure and reach out to me, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. And you can sign up there on our website so that you get our newsletters and hear about upcoming guests and all kinds of exciting events. We'll see you next week on Exploring Possibilities.